the scripture I get to preach on this morning comes from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our sermon today is the second in our new series, In the Beginning, where we are diving into the very beginning, going back to those first pages in the Bible, the first days of creation and following. Today we get to focus on the love and intention God had in creating each of us and all of humanity. Let's start by taking a moment to be fully present in these bodies that God has put us in. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so. Bring your attention to your body. You can notice your body seated wherever you're seated, feeling the weight of your body on the chair. Take a few deep breaths. As you take a deep breath, you can notice your feet on the floor. Notice the sensations of your feet touching the floor. The weight and pressure, vibration, heat. You can notice your legs against the chair, pressure, pulsing heaviness or lightness. Notice your back against the chair. Bring your attention to your stomach area. If your stomach is tense or tight, let it soften. Take a breath. Notice your hands. Are your hands tense or tight? See if you can allow them to soften. Notice your arms. Feel any sensation in your arms. Let your shoulders be soft. Notice your neck and throat. Let them be soft. Relax. Notice your face. Relax your brow, your jaw. Let your face and facial muscles be soft. 
then notice your whole body present. Take one more breath. Be aware of your whole body as best you can. Take a breath. And then, when you are ready, you can open your eyes. What does it mean to be made in the image of God? God made humanity unlike any other creation in existence. God gave humans a certain kind of awareness, ones which animals, the birds, and the fish were not given. We have reason, morality, language, personality, and purpose. Like God, we can experience and understand love, truth, and beauty. Psalm 8 sings praises to God for this elevation of humans above other creatures saying, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. What I think is even more important than what it means to be made in the image of God is why God chose to make us this way. Each and every person is made in the image of God because of God's great love for us. Norman Wurzburg wrote that creation is the good and beautiful place in which God's love is forever at work. God's love for us is the very source of our existence. By virtue of being made in the image of God, we have the capacity to enter a relationship with God a lover-beloved relationship. Thomas Merton described that this way. To say that I am made in the image of God is to say that love is the reason for my existence, for God is love. Love is my true identity. Love is my true character. Love is my name. This is the message the Creator sends to us through creation. The move from creating earth and everything in it to creating humans must have been a simple next right thing for God. The Hebrew word for dirt or earth is Adamah, and the Hebrew word for humankind is Adam. In other words, humans are earth with a spirit breathed into it. Earth with a spirit breathed into it. Our breath comes to our bones from God. Our breath is God's, and it will return back to God. Isaiah 42 describes the Lord as the one who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. There is diversity in God's creation, and that includes humankind. We were made by God just like other creatures, like animals and plants. But only humans bear the image of God. We understand who we are and how we are supposed to live by looking at who God is and how God acts. We do this because we are made in the image of God. 
to me, the wonderful and alarming thing about being made in the image of God is that that means God must know us so deeply. I mean, how many of us prefer to project the best versions of ourselves to the world? We don't lead with our vices, failures, and shortcomings in a job interview. And we don't unload our most unattractive or concerning qualities on a first date. No. We clean ourselves up. We dress for success. We put on a smile and a can-do attitude. And we present the best version of ourselves. When we take a picture to post on social media or hang in a frame in our homes, we don't choose the one that shows our flaws the most. We look for the best photo that presents us in the best light and maybe throw a filter on it if needed. We choose to project our best and we generally do what we can to hide or minimize our flaws. But with the Lord, there is no cover-up. There are no flattering clothes. There can be no filter. We cannot pretend to be better, smarter, more pious, more forgiving, more loving than we truly are. Because God knows us. God knows the best and worst parts of us. When we stand before God, we are utterly exposed. And God loves us. Who we are, that's who we are. No more, no less. And God loves us exactly as we are because he made us that way. When I wonder what all this reveals about the character and behavior of God, I can hear it loud and clear that God wants relationship with us. Emmanuel, God with us, does not begin with the birth of Jesus, but with the goodness of creation. It continues in the story of Jesus. The first human delights in seeing the bone of their bones and flesh of their flesh when God made Eve to be a partner for Adam. And then thousands of years later, Jesus takes on those same bones, that same flesh, dwells in a body and sacrifices it so that we might know even more fully communion with God and with one another. In Jesus, we are even more tightly bound into the one body, one flesh, one blood, one baptism, one family. Being human is not always easy. We see this in the life of Jesus too. Jesus napped regularly, got frustrated with religious systems, experienced hunger that turned into anger, occasionally ignored his family's advice, and happily ran away from people who were trying to control him. His humanity was part of his godliness, and so is yours. Jesus opened up a new way of being human through his life, death, and resurrection. 
a new way of living out our calling with power and purpose. Which begs the question, what is that calling? What did God create us for? What responsibility comes with bearing the image of God? If we are creatures made in the image of God, we are responsible then for emulating the character of God, for caring about what God cares about. We are called to reflect God in the world through our lives, to reflect God's justice and love and righteousness. God's desire is that we will be creatures whose life will be like his own whose wills will freely conform to his. God wants servants who become children. We are made in the image of a God who is love that is full and flows over. In the Garden of Eden and now, we are partnering, co-laboring, and co-creating alongside God. All through scripture, we see folks bringing their full selves, their gifts, their passions, their creativity and ingenuity, their agency, to work with and alongside God towards the vision of earth as it is in heaven. Not just looking forward to heaven, but participating in its happening. As we will hear about more in the remainder of our series, the fact that others are made in the image of God should influence how we respond to them. That we are made in the image of God should make us cognizant of how our actions impact other creations, human and non-human. But for today, it is enough to tell you that you are made in the image of God. That is to say, love is the reason for your very existence. Love is your true nature. Love is your character. Love is your identity. Love is your name. Amen. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for this creation we get to be a part of. We give you thanks for Jesus, who took on flesh and showed us how to reflect you in the world. Continue to direct us. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.